I want to say just a couple of things. I want to say that yesterday will go down as a significant day in American history. In over 600 locations all over the world, women and men, but primarily women, gathered to proclaim this powerful message. From what I have been able to tell and what I experienced, these marches were intense, confident, energetic, loving. No one was arrested, by the way, at the big march in Washington. Over half a million people all day long, nobody was arrested. What a great thing. These events are dynamic statements of dissatisfaction with the direction our country has taken and a manifesto that women and men of this nation will not just sit by silently and let that happen. It is absolutely clear that this is a powerful moment when men and women are on the move. So I want to praise this moment today and uh, express my thanks to all that made the or event happen here in Peoria. And I want to just explore a couple dimensions of this, at least tell you some of the things that I see. And undoubtedly, there's more that I don't see, I'm pretty sure of that, that will become clear over time. So the first thing I want to point out about the marches is that even though these events were organized as a nonpartisan event, much of the impetus and the emotional energy of the marches comes from certain political things that have happened. And one of the big ones is the political reality that Hillary did not become president. And there is a grief about that a really profound grief among many people, not everyone by any means, but among many people and many women, not all women by any means, but many women who were longing for that glass ceiling to be broken and who experienced grief about that. So I want to acknowledge that grief as being part of this movement that's taking place. And then I want to say there's another grief that is in people's hearts. And it's not everybody. These are, these are all things that some people experience and others don't. But there's another grief that is heavy on the hearts of Americans, and that's the loss of the person who was president last week. And so there is a grief in that as well. And so these two griefs, I think, are part of what's going on for us. And there are all sorts of complicated factors in these griefs and Russians hacking us and FBI directors making speeches that are questionable. There's all different dimensions of this. But there is a grief in the land that is felt by many people. Now, another piece of what's going on, which I do not think is necessarily related to any sort of partisan politics, is 
a profound and highly justified fear and outrage over the threatening of rights. There's a profound uneasiness about that in our country, that rights of people, American citizens, are in a threatened position right now. That might be all illusion, but I don't think it is. So this is about all kinds of people. It's about the rights of women. It's about the rights of voting. It's about the rights of Muslims. It's about the rights of African Americans. It's about the rights of LGBTQ people. It's about all kinds of people. It's about reproductive rights. There's a whole package of hard-won, valuable, precious human rights and civil rights that people feel are threatened at this moment. So, there has to be an intense reaction to that. We're, I talk to so many people, including people in this room, who say, I just don't know what to do. I, 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 I feel fearful. I feel that we're taking a direction that is not healthy. So, the marches yesterday were partly about that too. Partly about this sense that rights are in danger and, and the determination of people to stand up for their rights. And an interesting thing that's going on with this discussion about rights that I think is not entirely new, but somewhat new, and that is that people who feel their rights are being threatened are banding together across the traditional lines of separation. Um, this is what Reverend William Barber, by the way, calls fusion politics, where, as he would say, although he's an he's a evangelical preacher, so he wouldn't say it this way, and he would be more expressive than I am probably. He would say that in order for everyone's rights to be protected, immigrants, GLBTQ people, everybody, everybody who wants their rights to be protected will have to band together. They'll have to see that they all have something deeply in common and that we won't be successful in that just doing it as individual groups. So you can have a women's march, but you gotta have everybody else there who's also deeply concerned about rights. And so you can have a Martin Luther King march, but you need to have other people there who are concerned about all kinds of human rights. So this is a kind of new idea that is really grabbing hold of American consciousness right now. That 
everyone who is concerned about human rights and civil rights needs to be concerned about everybody's human rights and civil rights, not just your group or our group. We, we don't have the power to break the branch just as one group at a time, you know? You can't just go out and say, Unitarian Universalists want religious freedom. Well, we do want religious freedom, but we better get together with the Muslims who are deeply in trouble over religious freedom. And, and everybody has to get together on that. And so what happens is we make new alliances with people we did not necessarily expect to be in alliance with. This is one of, uh, this is part of this idea of fusion politics is that we need to make alliances with people we didn't think we had common cause with necessarily. So that's why I'm gonna do a course on a book written by an evangelical black preacher because he got it. And he's been pre preaching that message that we all have to band together. All right. So another piece of what I think is going on is that this thing that happened yesterday is a powerful step on a movement of history, which is the overthrow of patriarchy. That's a big thing that's going on in the world right now. And so yesterday is part of that movement to overthrow patriarchy. What is patriarchy? Patriarchy is the men rule the women. That's what patriarchy is. It's the men are the rulers and the women are not. So that way of organizing life is going to pass away. It's going to pass away as the arc of justice bends. It's going to take a while, but it is happening. It is happening. I, there's just no doubt about it whatsoever. And so yesterday is part of this planetary movement of the going out of business of patriarchy and the bringing into business of equality. That's what's happening. There is no doubt that this is happening, but it may be very frustrating to see all the ways in which it's not happening. So that is a piece of what was going on yesterday. Now, patriarchy, uh, you know, it's a subtle, this is, these are subtle changes. You know, I, I don't know if I should tell you this, but I'm going to watch a football game this afternoon. <laughs> so I have to think about that. I have to think about that all the time. Uh, it's wondrously good for getting a nap, by the way. <laughs> but patriarchy is a subtle thing. And it works in various ways. Now, if you were the universe and you were in charge of central casting for the universe, you could not find somebody better to 
play the last stand of patriarchy than someone I'm thinking of. You could not. How many auditioned for that, you know? So there is always movement towards equality, and then there's backlash against that movement towards equality. And that's, that's what uh, wonderful, intelligent people have told us about our uh, movement towards racial equality. People like William Barber and Michelle Alexander who say that when something powerful happens, like the election of a black president, for example, then there will be a backlash against that. Well, we can see that. And so it's also true in the movement towards the overthrow of patriarchy. That there will be advances toward that and then there will be backlash against that. And so at the times of backlash, it may seem pretty depressing for those who really care deeply about these movements. It can seem depressing. And it could be depressing. I'm not arguing with that. And yet, some of these wise people counsel us to take a bigger view of history and to see how history is moving, even through times of progression and times of backlash. Both of those are true, but in King's words, the moral arc of the universe bends towards justice, but it bends slowly. And as someone said so eloquently this morning, we are the ones who have to push on the ark. We have to push that. Can't just sit there and say, all right, go ahead and bend for me. We have to be out there pushing. But I do want to say that it is my conviction that the days of patriarchy are numbered. They are not forever. Besides, patriarchy is not a joyful way of life. As a matter of fact, domination of any group over any other group is not a joyful way of life. It's not the way to, to have satisfaction and happiness. It's full of oppression and threats and constant struggle. The joy of life expresses itself most freely in equality and the affirmation of everyone. The affirmation of everyone's worth and dignity. That's where the joy of life is. I want to tell you today that our Unitarian Universalist tradition is on the side of freedom, on the side of equal rights, on the side of justice, and on the side of love. We have not been perfect about holding up those values and defending them, but we have always been on that side of the struggle. And I hope you will, after the service, go and check out the Declaration of Conscience and see if you agree with that and want to add your name to the list. Our tradition has always been about freedom ever since the martyrdom of Michael Servetus in 1563 because he had a different view of the Trinity. Because he had a different view of the Trinity. Our tradition has always been about equality since the ordination of Reverend Olympia Brown as a Universalist minister in 1863, widely regarded as the first such ordination in American history of a woman by a major denomination. Our tradition has always been about civil rights since 
scores of Unitarian Universalist ministers, including the minister of this church, marched with Martin Luther King in Selma, Alabama. Our tradition has always been about full empowerment, empowerment of LGBTQ members since the first resolutions passed at General Assembly in 1970, 47 years ago. Our tradition has always been about the equality of women since the first ordinations of women and full participation of women going all the way back to Olympia Brown. And I want to say that we have been imperfect in our marching for all these, but we have been there. We have been there. We are an imperfect tradition, but we have always held up the full equality as the ideal and have always followed that star, as we do today. Thank goodness we are allied with so many other wonderful cutting-edge groups, women's groups, interfaith groups, environmental groups, LGBTQ groups, racial justice groups, human rights groups, and other beautiful movements in the world today. Thank goodness for all these wonderful people. And now is the time to make alliances with all those groups. This is where the power is, to make alliances with all these groups who are concerned about rights for individuals and justice in our world. We can never do it on our own. We just can't do it on our own. Plus, if we think everyone has worth and dignity, it's the most natural thing in the world to go out and ally ourselves with everybody. Women's movements in particular have always been about connections. And we need that so deeply today. What happened yesterday was historic and is ultimately more significant than what happened the day before. What... What happened yesterday is the cutting edge of history. It is the arc of the moral universe bending in front of our eyes and with our participation. It is the direction of humanity. And the people yesterday were putting the world on notice. So these can be discouraging days, but yesterday was encouraging. It was all about courage, all about not giving up, all about rising to meet the challenge. So even though I am sometimes discouraged by the direction of our nation, I think what happened yesterday re-energized millions of women and men. I was energized with its vision, its camaraderie, its determination, its joy, its love, and its interconnected messages of human rights and justice and equality and freedom. So yesterday begins a chapter in American history if we put our intention in that direction. Yesterday shows us where we're going and how to do it. All praise to the women of the world. Thank you for pointing the way 
at this crucial moment into the new day. Thank you.